Hello and welcome back to Bold Prediction Wrestling. Welcome to Let's Talk Wrestling with our guest this month, Dazzy Lee from Max Wrestling. How are you, buddy? AKA the captain. Pretty good. A um, little less weight to carry now that I've lost the world championship, but, you know, it was nice to put somebody over. Oh, like usually well, how we start this is we start by talking about you, like how you got into wrestling and that sort of stuff. But before yeah. we do all that, I want to ask, like, that cinematic match, where did the idea come from for it? Do you know what? I'm, I've got to give some credit to Travis uh, Walker Anderson, who's one of the regular co-hosts of mine. So we obviously we do these promo specials every couple of months. We've also got tournaments twice a year, but it's going to be three times a year next year. Uh, one of them's King of the Mike, and in the first, second, actually King of the Mike last year, Travis had a match against his best friend, Corey, a.k.a. Cypher. And because they live so close together, he decided to do the promos at the same time with each other. And they they didn't have a match. They both got a promo, and then there was like a stunner and a chair shot and some chops to the chest, uh, which resulted in Travis bleeding the hard way. So then I thought, well, if they can do it, hmm. me and Phoenix live in the same town. And I'd already had the idea of having a promo exhibition with Phoenix because he was pretty new to promos at the time. Well, the, in the style that we do them anyway. In the old days, we just used to do audio. So I wanted to sort of give him a rub because he was still kind of finding his feet. Um, and then originally it was just supposed to be that a promo exhibition. But then as we got closer to it, I won, I was given the world championship. He became promo champion. Then I had the idea for the cinematic match just to make it special. So it just started as an idea for a promo exhibition and it snowballed into something bigger and bigger and bigger. It like almost every month, something bigger came along so, to the point where it got to January and he's promo champion and I'm world champion. And I'm thinking, Great, so now we're going to have to put the titles on the line as well. Mm. It makes more sense now to do a cinematic match yeah. than it did before. So, it, yeah, it pretty much just snowballed. That's quite um, cool, that. And the shape character has always been sort of mysterious and mystical anyway, so it was perfect for that character. So the shape um, character, that's your like alter ego sort of thing when it comes to the promos? It's kind of... Everybody kind of knows it's me, but I don't really allude to it. Whenever I'm talking about the shape on the show, I'll refer to him in third person, like I just did. But yeah, everybody kind of knows that I'm the shape. And the idea behind the shape was always to make other people look good. So the first time the character came out, it was against Mike Larkin, who had just lost a promo title. And he was kind of doubting himself, didn't really want to carry on with promos. So I thought of doing something to lift his spirits back up. So I came up with his character, challenged him to the first ever promo exhibition because before that, everyone was competitive and there was a vote for every match. But I thought, what if we just did an exhibition of promos? No winner, no loser, just put your talents on display. So it brought the best out of Mike, reignited his passion for promos. Then the Demoness is somebody everybody loves. And obviously I had to have a match with the Demoness. Mm. So there was that. Then I had Travis, who had just lost the promo title as well. Then I went against Moses, who won the promo title the same day. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the shape has always been just... I think in the original promo, one of the lines was, treat me like a punch bag, just 
you hmm. and me to cut your best lines. I don't think I could like. I that's the one avenue I couldn't go down. Is like the promo part Pro-pro. of it. Um, I don't know. They just like tear into each other, don't they? They do, but I mean, everyone in the promo order is friends, so yeah. Like everybody gets along. Most of them, most of the time, it's all in the spirit of competition. We've had a couple of instances where people have got either too carried away or things have got too personal, and there's been like genuine heat. And I've had to come in and say, right, cancel that match, or hmm. just we'll find somebody else or whatever. But there hasn't really been any drama for almost a year now since uh, you uh, called it the, the shift promo order. Yes. So. How many people are in there? What's all that about? Like, That's basically the group of everybody who competes in okay. promo competitions on the show. There's, I think, maybe 14. How do, um, how do you like... So is there, a pro- is there a promo match on every show? Um, how do they on like... Every special there is. Right. So originally in the old days of Mash Rising, which feels so long ago now, six years ago. Mm-hmm. We used to do trivia every week and the loser would then have to cut an instant promo on a wrestler that was just randomized. So okay. one that I mentioned, well, I replayed in full last week because it's one of my favorites was Evan McCabe, who used to be a regular. He <clears throat> he lost the knowledge and had to cut a promo instantly on what turned out to be Michael Cole and the reason for the promo was Michael Cole stole his car. And it okay. turned out to be one of the funniest promos I've ever heard. Okay. Uh, but then it, it changed. We kind of cut down on the trivia because uh, we stopped having guests regularly. So it just kind of became every week, Phoenix mm-hmm. versus Mike, Mike versus this guy. Mm. So we cut down on it and just reserved it for the specials. And then that's when we introduced the Knowledge Championship. So we have trivia bouts at every special event. We have one in line with all with the big four pay-per-views in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so this podcast promo Rumble, promo Mania, which we just had. Um, this promo slam in August and then promo series in November. But we also do trivia takeover in June, which is kind of the only one that's not in line with a WWE pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But Cause... that changes next year because we move it to May. So it's in line with double or nothing just so that we can include ah, AEW into it that's quite cool actually so, um i am in trivia takeover guys <clears throat> just so you all know this year i am in it where um, we rip off the chase it's just a blatant <laughs> rip off the chase like it, it sounds brilliant i can't wait um so so you had um promo rumble and promo yeah. mania and the next one's <clears throat> promo slam you said in the summer trivia takeover then promo slam yeah um so Leading into Promo Slam, like how, not necessarily what's the story, but like how does it, how do the matches come about sort of thing? Do people tell you who wants to be in it and then you make a draw? This is where the tournaments kind of come into it. So the Rumble's a bit unique because whoever the champions are get to choose their own challenges. Okay. Um, Promo Mania, we usually just kind of... Sorry, is that for all the championships? Knowledge in the Promo, yeah. Predictions is obviously for whatever pay-per-view is coming up. Um, obviously, the world title is a bit different now. Mm-hmm. Again, they choose their own challenger. The knowledge is usually just whoever we can find. Okay. That, that's pretty much the same for every special, really. But the knowledge in the world, they can choose their own challenges. Promo Mania, we kind of discuss who should have the who would have the best match. 
Um, or it usually works out pretty different every year, really, for Promomania. This past year, Mike had challenged Moses to an exhibition the year before. Mm-hmm. And then as we got to November, Moses won the promo title. So we were heading into it thinking, Mike's managed to get himself a title match a year in advance without realizing he was going to be facing the champion. Nice. But then of course, Moses lost to Phoenix. So um, all those plans changed. And Phoenix ended up with me in the ex- in the cinematic mm. match. Uh, the year before that, I think there was just a call out. And that was the first. Yeah, so we've only had the promo title on the line. No, actually, last year there was a number one contendership. The year before that, there was a call out. So it, it kind of works different every year with Promo Mania. Takeover is obviously where we rip off the chase, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and again, we just kind of determine who we think should face the promo or world champion. But then in July, we have the King of the Mike tournament. So that's eight people uh, cutting promos, King of the Ring style knockout, and the winner goes on to Promo Slam. Okay. This year, they'll be able to choose whether they want to face the promo or the world champion. Okay. Then after Promo Slam, we have the promo bowl, which is a bit like King of the Mike, except... So you know where you have, like, the first round and the semifinals and the final. Yeah. Promo Bowl is like that, but there's three different sections and then the three winners uh, all end up going for championships at Promo Series. Okay, that's quite cool. Um, so last year we had a fatal four-way. This year we're changing it to, again, rip stuff off. Uh, kind of feast of fire style that TNA used to do. Okay. So uh, there'll be three winners. Two of them will have a briefcase for a title shot. One will have a six-month promo ban, Ooh. but with an option to challenge a knowledge champion. Is the knowledge championship defended on every special you do as well? Yes, all the championships are on the line at every special. Okay, so it's every and three or four months. With like the um, king of the mic and that, who like? So say it was me and you in the first round, and we did a promo on yeah. each other. Who would then decide who won? So it's changed over the years from public vote to judges. Um, but the judges kind of drew a little bit of criticism from people in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and originally I wasn't a judge, but I ended up being one and I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that exact reason, I didn't want to cause yeah. any rift between people. So we changed it back to just public vote for everything now. Okay. And that's all, I, a lot of this is done on your Facebook page, isn't it? Which obviously I'll put in the description. Yeah, uh, well, on the, on the Max Rackson Facebook group. Yeah, that's right. Um, last year at Promo Series, we did a vote on Twitter as well. Because there was four people involved, we just had to get as many votes as we could. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just going to be like Facebook votes from now on. Okay. Well, your Facebook, your YouTube, and your website, uh, maxrackson.net. website votes, yeah. They'll, yes, all be, uh, they'll all be in the description if anyone wants to check it out. Um I did have more questions, but they've gone. So you said six years. So what got you into it originally? Originally, there was me and Phoenix doing, like, just just for fun, an online, like, Mm -hmm. e-magazine, Mattress and Magazine. That started in 2013, Mm -hmm. and it drew the interest of who I call my sensei in the promo world, Kenny Killer, who at the time was doing the Sunday Segway Wrestling Podcast. Uh, he asked me to come on and obviously I'd never done it before. It wasn't really my thing. So I said, yeah, you know, thanks for the invitation. 
really appreciate it. Um, uh, it's not really something I've done before, though, so I'll maybe take a rain check on it. But we'll, if you want, um, advertise Sunday Segway in the magazine. Just, you know, it's just so it wasn't a straight up, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah. Because I was, I just didn't really feel confident enough to do it. And then mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later, I just said, you know what, to hell with it. So I got back in touch with him and said, yeah, if the invitation's still open, we'll come on. So me and Phoenix did Sunday Segway. And immediately from the first episode, I got the bug. Hmm. So I just said to me, do you uh, fancy starting a podcast of our own, maybe? Um, and I honestly, I hate listening to the first few episodes because we're so amateur and it just sounds so awkward. But I think the thing I've always told people with podcasts that get into it is the more you do it, the more you get used to it and kind of find your mm-hmm. flow. And now it's just like second nature. Because like straight away, this this podcast wouldn't even be a thing, I don't think, without Max, Max Wrestling. Like, because obviously we met, because we worked together. And then I found out that you had a podcast and that I listened to it. And it's like, I'd really love to do a podcast, but I didn't really have anyone to do one with. And then obviously Ryan and Ryan, my co-hosts, they approached me and they were like, does someone want to do a podcast? And I was like, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but again, we're only at the point this video goes up, we'll only be about 20 podcasts in. But it's like, we've we've already come so far. Like you start yeah. off so amateur. And like I can guarantee in 20 episodes time, I'll look back at these and be like, oh my God, that was so bad. But I feel like we're always improving. And it's, um, John Moxley was on Benet's podcast and he said, you've just got to start somewhere. You know, if you haven't yeah. got the best equipment or whatever, you've just got to start. If you don't start, you won't get anywhere. So it's like, Joe, we'll just start it and see where it goes. Um, so how yeah, many weekly... Sorry. Having a good network helps. So like, I think we got to episode 20 and we did a, like four specials in 2015 in our first year mm-hmm. where everyone on the show had to get a promo. Okay. And I think it may have been episode 20, I think one of them. Or anyway, we had like 12 people on the show. Wow. And it, was, it wasn't even as chaotic as it sounds. Mm-hmm. It was pretty organized and everybody cut a promo and it was just crazy to think we had that many people on so early. Mm. It was only a couple of months in. That does sound like, you know, a lot. Like how, That was <laughs> episode 20. What episode are you on now? Well, uh, what, so obviously we've recorded this a few weeks in advance to when it actually goes live. So as of well, right uh, now, what episode are you on? At the time of recording, we've just done episode 316. Hell yeah. Hmm. Uh, right before Promo Mania. So probably by the time this goes out, we're probably on episode 320. 320, 321 ish. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're 300 episodes ahead of the one that you just <laughs> spoke about. Like, did you see it going on this long? Uh, I never really saw an endpoint. And even now, I don't really see an endpoint. I'll just probably keep going until I get bored of it. There was a time <laughs> last year where I almost called it quits. Okay. Uh, with a lot of personal stuff going on within the group. Um, that was handled and everybody was like nope you're not retiring mm-hmm. we got especially because we've got this close to 300 300 episodes we've got a special coming up in two weeks we're not letting you quit that was trivia to- takeover last year wasn't was it yeah that? so yeah. It, literally two weeks before trivia takeover i think it was um i put a video up in rwt which is kind of like our sister group uh run by the kingpin um where i basically retired I said, I can't do this anymore. There's too much personal issues mm. going on. Um, and yeah, so Mike got in touch and Travis and Moses said, we 
don't really want to end it like that because the last episode we did, if anybody listened to it, they not see any problems and next week they, there'd be no episode and nobody would know why <laughs> unless they're close to us. So I said, well, okay, if you want to do one last episode and you everybody's asking me to reconsider, so you, I'll let you do this one last episode. Just do it ambiguously. Treat it like it could be the last episode or it might not be. And I'll make my decision next week. So they did the episode, sent it to me to produce because obviously I'm the producer of the show as well as the host. Mm-hmm. Put it up and honestly, before I even got the show, I kind of thought, well, maybe it's not the end. So everybody else kind of dealt with the personal issue that was going on and convinced me to come back. So yeah, we did trivia takeover and still going strong. It's amazing. Like that's like almost a year ago now. You had that big um, yeah, thing, and we, since we call then you've it the had shift. No the shift. We call it, we call it the shift because it was a shift in personnel, mm-hmm. but also when we revamped it after trivia takeover, I just found a theme song that was called the shift that was perfect <laughs> so okay we're calling this the shift era so how many um how many episodes if you remember how many episodes do you not appear on so i assume one. you've appeared on most of them is that the only one like, that one all? where i was gonna quit was yeah. the only one i've never appeared on that's mad 320 and it, episodes it, yeah and it drove me nuts because i always had this perfect attendance mm-hmm. record and then I was looking at the appearances and the episodes and it was always one short and it really annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So we do the Maxis Awards every year. Yes. Which used to be the last episode of the year, regardless, mm-hmm. uh, whatever date it was. And last year we decided, well, I decided to do the <laughs> Maxis on a separate day, <laughs> which is something we've never done before. The specials always take place on the regular weekday that we do the show. So it's, it's kind of like how takeovers used to be. It was just the same day as NXT. Yeah, Stand and Deliver did, did it. Um, they got one obviously on the yeah. Wednesday instead of NXT. So yeah, yeah, obviously because there's so much going on WrestleMania week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said we're going to do the maxis on a Sunday. So one, it's unique. Mm-hmm. It's on its own day. Nothing. It's not been done before. And two, I can treat it as a. A separate, it's like not technically an episode of Max Wrestling, so I can treat it as a new appearance, and then I'm level with appearances. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. I cheated. It's fine, you know. <laughs> missing one out of three hundred and twenty, that's still very yeah. impressive. It's probably always going to bug me, but it's un- it was unavoidable. <laughs> the um, you've got a new championship as well. Is it the Contributions Championship? Kind of. It's kind of based on contributions. It's the Group MVP. Okay. So I actually told Amir the Kingpin first because in RWT, they used to do this top 10 contributors list every month. Mm -hmm. And I always cracked the top five, but I never actually got to number one. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've had more interaction on Max Wrestling the past six months or so than we usually do. So I thought it was a perfect time to introduce it, which is basically... I can't win it, Mike can't win it, Travis and Moses can't win it because we're the four Max Horsemen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're all the admins of the group. So everybody else in the group that posts, their contributions get uh, counted by Facebook themselves. So I don't even have to do anything. Facebook counts it for me. So all I have to do is check at the end of the month right before a special event. Mm-hmm. So Promo Mania was April 8th. So the first champion was... Technically crowned March 31st, but we didn't announce it until Promo yeah. Mania. Um, so, yeah, it's 
I don't even know how the how the algorithm works because it's not based just on the most posts. It's also comments and comments, reactions likes and stuff. Okay. Well, uh, so how often are you? How often not you personally? How often are you going to defend that? Like, how often is it going to be? Is it going to be changed every month or every special? Not every month. Every special. Every special. Yeah. So you're looking at five times a year before specials and takeover. Yeah, five or six. That's fair enough. Um, so how on average? So you're the main host. Who else is on there yes. weekly with you? Weekly there's Mike Larkin. Um, who is probably, well, he is the second, I think now he's the second longest appearances. Okay. Uh, if not, he's very close to it, overtaking the old associate. Yeah. Um, so there's Mike, Travis and Moses started last year, so they're regulars. Um, Phoenix, we always count because he was a co-founder, so he's a Max Wrestling original. Mm-hmm. But he stopped being a regular in 2017, I think. Okay. Mainly so, because he works nights and, you know, we record at 12 p.m. on a Thursday. So he gets in at 7, 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So he's either got two, he's got two choices. He, he can either stay up, record the show and then go to sleep. Or he can take a little bit of a nap um, and probably miss his alarm, which he did <laughs> quite a lot. So he stopped being a regular and now he comes on every now and then. Mostly at specials to because knowledge title is his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only, well, might be a spoiler unless Mike or Daniel Crimmins wins it. Unless Mike wins at Promo Mania or did win, uh, Phoenix is the only three time knowledge champion. Oh, wow. Okay. But Mike uh, is, oh man, he went on the ultimate Brock Lesnar reign with a knowledge title. The first one was one day short of a year which he hates me saying. He always wants to round it up to 365. His second reign, I can't remember how long it was, but combined, it's like 928. Unless it's it's going on. Yeah, he was just unbeatable. That's Uh, Which is ironic because the event he lost it on uh, was Podcast Promo Rumble 3, and on the poster I put, nobody was ready for Larkin, and then he lost it. That's brilliant. (laughs) I think I jinxed it. Sorry, Mike. So how, like... um... Obviously, now uh, the knowledge championship is defended differently to how it was. So, yeah. Talk to me a bit about that. Kind of differently. Um, it, it depends on the event, really, or how much time we've got. But usually there's, like, different rounds, special rounds, like, like game show rounds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many different ones over the years, but usually promo mania um we do just do like 10 questions general knowledge uh keep it simple if we've got so much to get through like this past wrestlemania we had wrestlemania promo mania we had two knowledge title matches plus three promo matches to get through Mm -hmm. plus predictions so it depends really on how much time we've got how many challenges there are but yeah, there's different rounds, or it's just 10 questions, or of course, trivia takeovers unique because we basically turn the whole thing into the chase. So who um, who writes the questions now? Is that you? Me. Mike co-wrote the questions for a while, but then he started competing again. So I f- actually, it was coming up to Promo Mania, and he's just messaging me saying, how many questions do you need for Phoenix and Crimmins? And I said, none. 
because you're facing the winner. So it's kind of a conflict of interest. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, it's just me to write the questions again now. Nice. And it used to be both of you or it used to be everybody wrote their own questions for the other person or how was it? Well, when it comes to the Iron Bank, whoever the champion is has, has to have 10 questions prepared because they don't know when the cash in's coming. And whoever's okay. got the Iron Bank will write 10 questions for whoever the champion is. So whenever there's a cash-in, I just sit back and let them clash and ask each other their 10 questions. So whoever's champion has to have 10 questions ready for whenever it may be? Yeah, just, just in case. So at um, Promomania, obviously, it's a bit of a pain that we were recording this before, but there's <laughs> yeah. a match for the briefcase, right? There's two briefcases, yeah. is there? There's one briefcase. Yeah. Uh, that's on... What what is our pre-show, the pre-launch show? Okay. Every every year at Promomania, um, and the winner can cash in. Used to be on just a knowledge champion, but this year it's knowledge or promo. Ah, okay. Um. So the how do you get the briefcase? That's done through trivia as well on the pre-launch show. We you, we aim to have three or four people compete for it, and then it's just whatever rounds I come up with mm-hmm. um, through trivia, and the winner, of course, is determined head to head and then like you said they can catch that in any time during the year and that could be on any weekly episode either it doesn't just have to be a special yeah anytime um i mean they'll probably give me like a week's notice yeah they'll tell you obviously but they won't tell the opponent (laughs) do do they not tell the opponent until like they're just oh yeah you defended it right now well only once really it's been cashing on a weekly show it was kinney um but of course he had the unfortunate uh luck of cashing in on mike during mm-hmm. his unbeatable reign, actually, ah. Phoenix and Kinney were the first Iron Bank winners, and they both cashed in on Mike during the same reign, oh. and Mike Mike beat them both. But Phoenix told him in advance, so they had the match at the following Promomania, I think. Right. Kinney cashed in a couple of months later on a on a weekly show, and then Mike won it, and didn't say anything until we got to the Rumble and said he was going to cash in on Phoenix at Promomania. No, no so way. So we'll see. Whoever, obviously at this point in time, I don't know who's won yeah. the 2021 Iron Bank, but whenever they decide to cash in, they can do it on a special, a weekly, whenever. That, that is that is amazing, honestly. Like, what's your favourite championship out of, the, out of them all? Honestly, because I don't really have to do anything the promo. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes just... to knowledge, I have to have the questions ready. Mm-hmm. But the promo title has brought out so many gimmicks and characters from the demoness who nobody knew what to expect when she first joined because she was just Nicola. Okay. And then she came out with this sort of, I want to say Rosemary inspired gimmick and everybody just went, what the hell is this? This is awesome. I've, and... I've, I've got to ask, right. And all I want from you is a yes or no question, right? Okay. Yes, or no answer. Nicola. Yeah. It's not the one I know. No. Right, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, right. Sorry, carry on with what you were saying. <laughs> so yeah, she she introduced this gimmick and everybody just sort of was like blown away because mm-hmm. nobody knew what to expect. It was just, oh, okay, there's a, we got a girl in the tournament for one thing. Yeah. Um, she starts cutting these promos as like this undead demonic character. So I came up with the, I will take credit for her. I came up with a nickname, the Demoness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all she's known as, the Demoness. And everybody loved her. Um, she has only lost once to Mike. Wow. Um, and she just quickly rose up to become promo champion. 
at last year's Promo Mania. Wow. What's and good she, is she's the longest reigning. Oh, really? That, that, how long was it she held it for? 200 something. I want to think 238 sounds about right. It's good that, like, if anyone wants to, like, check out these stats, they can just go on uh, maxwrestling.net, is it? Yeah. And, like, all the stats are there, descriptions about the championships, what they actually look like. It's all, like, on there. Yeah, um, that's, that's something I, uh, it's pretty much a hobby, just building and designing this website. And uh, all the stats were just, like, listed in plain text. And I found out how to embed spreadsheets onto it to make it so much easier. Nice. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about about Max Wrestling or are we good to talk about like you and your interest in wrestling if there's um, nothing you can think of we can obviously come back to it during this yeah, next part. I think we've covered everything Like we're, we're changing things around a little bit next year so King of the Mike is going to be in February and the winner goes that? on to basically so that we can bring back the promo league in the summer, which is what we tried to do last year, but that's when the personal stuff started. So okay. we scrapped the league and brought back King of the Mike. So next year we're now we're in a stable place next mm-hmm. year. We're bringing back King of the Mike, moving, moving King of the Mike to February. The winner will go to promo mania. Then we're bringing a new special called clash of promos. Okay. Is that uh, in so September in by any chance? No. That's no. going to be July, in between okay. TakeOver and Promo Slam. And basically, we're only doing it because we need another special just to keep the title uh, yeah. competed for during the league. Otherwise, you know, the league's going to go on and the champion's going to be sitting there from June to August just doing like... nothing. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes Watching sense. everybody else got a promo. So, <laughs> yeah, Promo League, promo league is going to be in May to August. And it's a little bit different because there's no knockouts or anything. And there's no like structure to who faces who. It's okay. people can call out who they want. Okay. Um, if they refuse, they drop down one place, and whoever made the call out automatically goes up one place. Okay. The winner goes up one place. The loser goes down one place. And every now and then, I'll throw in like special swerve swerve balls. We call them mm-hmm. curveballs. Um, so it'll be like immunity or two-point move or grant somebody a free move or whatever okay just to keep it interesting but we didn't actually finish the first league because we scrapped it but there was from for the whole run emir the kingpin was number one wow and he was so looking forward to facing the demoness because he's her biggest fan oh really and like a few weeks before takeover, Moses challenged him because Moses was number two. Mm. Moses won, so they switched places, oh. and Moses challenged the Demon S. Oh. And now we, we only just got the Kingpin versus Demon S this past Promo Mania. Wow. What? Well, um, so that's next year. You're talking about restarting that. Yeah. So that's going to be in the summer, and then of course Promo Bowl September. Mm. So the league uh, is there like a different Promo Weekly? You said. But like they well, call them out weekly or how often? Yeah, is there's it? no schedule. It's whenever somebody feels like they want to move up or move, try to move so up. So you can anyway. do it like seven times a week. You can do one every day, or is that a bit overkill? Yeah, I guess. Really? Uh, the whole point is you only compete when you want to compete. Okay. And if you don't want to compete, you just lose a lose a place. And uh, what did the winner so of that not, get? Uh, promo title shot. 
this time I think it's going to be promo title shot at TakeOver, world title shot at Clash of Promos, and then they can decide at Promo Slam. Uh, there's going to be a cup this year as well for the winner when the tournament actually closes properly. Okay. I am thinking, I need to think of a milestone. But if we get Bold Prediction Wrestling to a milestone, I will enter that next year. Okay. I need to think of the... Venturing into promos. Yeah. See, it, it took Phoenix a few years. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the sound of that, you see. And uh, it can be time to like develop a character and stuff. But yeah, I, I like the sound of that. So I think of a milestone. And when we, if we hit it, I will join that next year. All right. Um, but yeah, talking about you, um, how did you first get into wrestling? Oh, uh, a little bit of a cliche. I think it was Hulkamania. Okay. Um, my cousin, uh, not the Phoenix, another cousin introduced me to, <clears throat> it was like a 10-year-old video of Hulk Hogan. Um, I'm not sure if it was the first one I saw, but the one I remember the most was SummerSlam. 89, it was Hogan and Brutus Beefcake versus Macho Man and Zeus. Okay. Uh, AKA, AKA Tiny Lister. And we just rewatched that video so many times. Then I discovered modern day wrestling. And I don't even know how I knew it, but I knew the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. So he was instantly my favorite wrestler when I discovered him. Um, obviously, it was 90 late 98 going into 99. So he was in the prime of his career. Um, Not to make you feel old, but I'd have been two slash three then. Yeah, I was eight, just just turned nine. Um, WrestleMania 15, I probably rewatched the hell out of, which was the first WrestleMania between Rock and Austin. Mm-hmm. And that actually, that was probably to blame more than Hulkamania, WrestleMania 15. I just rewatched it that many times. I became obsessed. Um I actually remember the first modern day match that I watched that wasn't a 10-year-old video of Hulk Hogan was Triple H H and Kane in a steel cage match right before St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Do you know what my first match was? My first modern day match? It was a bloody Ryback squash match. Wow. Like, I can't... It was the go-home Raw for Survivor Series 2011. Right. And I think there was a Ryback squash match. I think there was JR and Michael Cole dancing or doing some sort of competition. Oh, it was really weird. Like, but that's what I remember. And it's like, it's mad. Like, I mean, you had such a good match and I had a Ryback squash match. Yes. Yeah. So around the time I wasn't watching WWE. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite moment in wrestling history? Wow. Big question. Yeah. I can probably list 10, I but I don't say, know name what my favorite would be to. of them. Um, I mean, anything Austin did mm-hmm. with Vince was classic. Um, there's Triple H's return at Madison Square Garden, where Eddie Guerrero beating Brock was amazing. Um, one of my favorite modern day matches, and it probably still is actually for the last 10 years is Sami Zayn and Neville for the NXT oh, wow. title, because the buildup was brilliant. The match was great. And, you know, they really just pulled you in with like this underdog story and made it feel like a big match and a big moment for Sami Zayn. Um, and then they pulled the trigger immediately with Kevin Owens, which was just an awesome swerve. Yeah. That, that, I wasn't actually watching, Obviously, it's not live, but I wasn't watching NXT live at the time. Uh, I first got into NXT while Kevin Owens was only champion. 
So I literally yeah. just missed that. But he'd had like, I think he had like four feuds going on at the same time. He had like yeah. Cena on the main roster, Sami Zayn, Balor and Samoa Joe. And I'm just like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> this guy is amazing. Yeah. Um, and originally they, they let him go as the Kevin Steen that a lot of people knew from Ring of Honor. I mean, he still wasn't quite as vicious as he was in Ring of Honor, but mm. he, he was a pretty good heel in NXT. Uh, what do you think of like modern wrestling? What do you think of it at the moment? You say you can say like WWE, TNA, and uh, yeah. RC Impact and AW. Well, the thing with Impact is they they're not afraid to just poke fun at themselves anymore. They know how little people think of them, and they just don't care anymore. Um, you know, they've accepted that they're kind of the Nickelback of wrestling, <laughs> um, and they're okay with it, and I'm okay with it. I got back into Impact last summer. And obviously, it's still not as good as it used to be, like mid-2000s to just around Hogan and Bischoff coming in. Um, Impact was just the ultimate alternative. And I think if they just stayed that course, they may have actually become competition for WWE. But they they kind of fought too big and brought in Hogan and Bischoff, and they made all these changes and, you know, uh, decided to go on live tours every week which they weren't ready to do. They didn't have the money to do it, and especially with them paying Hogan. Um, AEW, I think, is on its way to being what old-school wrestling fans like me appreciate more. Mm-hmm. Um, but WWE is just... Oh, man. There's so it's many bad things about it? it. I mean, it, they've ne- they've always said they're not wrestling. Yeah. Entertainment, but even when... May Young was giving birth to a hand or Triple H was humping a mannequin in a casket. There was still a damn good portion of actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't understand some of the, the decisions they make. I just can't wait, honestly, for Vince to retire because Triple H has got his finger on the pulse. He's just not allowed to push the button. Uh, what do, do you think he will retire? Most most people think he's just gonna die in his producer's chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to get to the point now where he's he he's really getting old. He's pushing eighty, I think, and he he can't do it forever. Mm-hmm. He's either gonna get too slow, or you know, I mean, not to be horrible, but not really remember what's going on. Maybe. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So what's your favorite show at the moment, AW? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that they've stopped the Wednesday Night War because for me, there was never, it was never a case of I prefer this show over that mm-hmm. show. I love NXT and Dynamite equally. But because we record on Thursdays, I always had to watch them side by side. So I'd have Dynamite on the TV and then NXT on my big ass monitor for the computer. And luckily, I've got selective hearing, so <laughs> I would have the volume sort of equal, and mm-hmm. I'd listen to whatever piqued my interest. I really so, couldn't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I... stuff I'd miss. I won't be. I won't. I won't be honest. Because <laughs> you like you always do that. You stay up every night, every Wednesday night, and you watch them both. Every Wednesday, um, definitely. When yeah. it comes to Raw, sometimes if I can't be bothered, I'll watch it the next day. There's yeah. no rush for it. When it comes um, to like, same with, oh, same with SmackDown. When it comes to like Wednesday nights for me, it's always been a case of 
I'll watch it the next day. And like we're recording this on a Thursday. It's now about half four and I've still not watched NXT. I'm still halfway through <laughs> because I can't, I've got to watch, I've got to watch AEW first because we review that over NXT because one of the rounds don't be watch NXT. So it's a case of, well, there's no point reviewing it. Um, so if, I always make AEW first. I stayed up once to watch AEW and it was the uh, Brody Lee tribute show. That was the yeah. first time I actually stayed up and watched it. And um, going through Twitter, it's all XT spoilers. I'm just like, you know, what? I really don't care at this point. And um, when they had all the um, Dusty Cup stuff, I was like, I really can't wait for this to end. And XT was just dragging yeah. them for me. Do you know what? I've never really been a fan of the Dusty tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like the idea behind it. And obviously, yeah. you know, paying tribute to Dusty, but. Most of the time, it was just random people thrown together in tag teams. For it really cup. bothers me when you look at like the winners. Uh, yeah. Like, I think, what was the first one? Balor and Joe? Balor and Joe. And then they ended up feuding for the title? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or they were feuding for the title or something like that? It was Balor and Joe. I can't remember who won the second year. Um, I'll have a look, but it was someone yeah. won the second year. I think the AOP. third year was AOP. I think that was the third. Let me have a look. Uh, just the... Also, I always when I think of Dusty Rhodes, I don't think of tag teams. I think of him as like NWA heavyweight champion. Yeah, so I, that, that I didn't sounds, really get yeah. right, it was a tournament. Yeah, I was kind of um, the same. I was thinking like, why is that? Um... Okay, yeah. So the first one was Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, which were two people put together, right? Yeah. Second one were AOP. Okay, fair enough. Tag team. Fair enough. You can't really argue with that. Yeah. Do you remember who they beat? I know. I know it was an actual tag team, an established tag team. Was it TM61? Yes. Uh, one of whom became Slapnuts, aka Slapjack in Retribution, Shane Fawn. Ah. Uh, I think the other one got released. And I can't even yeah. remember his name. Was it Sabatelli? Or was that no, someone different? No, he was, he was with somebody else, yeah. I can't um, remember who else was in TM61. So yeah, the, you know, the, third, the third team that won uh, with the Undisputed Era, who weren't even in the tournament... Yeah. They got added to the match. Like four, They weren't even in the match. The fourth team that won, Alistair Black and Ricochet, two people put together. Who the Broserweights, two people put together. And then obviously this year, you had MSK, who debuted in the Cup. Yeah, but that one made sense. Yeah, but you've only had two proper tag teams who have like ran the Cup, win it out of like five times. And it's like, mm, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so who's your favorite wrestler right now? Ooh. I mean, it'll always be Stone Cold, mm-hmm. but it's changed. Current wrestlers changed over the years. It's gone from like Seth Rollins to, well, obviously, if CM Punk was still around, it'd probably still be CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Daniel Bryan. Really? Um, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in the minority of people who aren't really upset that he got added to the WrestleMania main event. No, I'm I not. Think he'd be I'm more interesting. Do you do you think he stands a chance of winning though? At this point, honestly, I'd, actually, we talked about it on Max just before this show. Um, all along, I thought, well, yeah, Edge is going to beat Roman, but when you insert Daniel Bryan into it, you actually think, well, hang on, maybe they are going to swerve Edge and give it to Daniel Bryan. I think Roman walks out champ, and I've thought that, that since since think- Edge won. I think that would piss a lot more people off than Daniel Bryan being added to the match. Yeah, I'm me. But I think there's so much more you could do with Roman. Like, there's some. Yeah. He's only what? He's for Jimmy Uso, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan. 
yeah. in what, um, six months. Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan multiple times. Exactly. And Jimmy Uso multiple times. And it's like, yeah. there's so much more talent on SmackDown that I think you yeah. can have, um, have Roman pin Bryan and then carry on Roman being champion facing, I don't know, Cesaro. Nakamura still wants to go at him from getting cost before the Rumble. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got Rawlins, which I'd like to see because obviously they've got different characters now. Well, that's where I thought they were going with it because obviously there was no chance of Jay joining mm. forces with him because he was, you know, a good guy and he was rebelling <laughs> against his dictator cousin. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was good. It was going to be beat up Jay, sorry, uh, <laughs> beat up Jimmy, and then maybe when Seth Rollins comes back, he'll be treated like a brother and he'll you know, stand up for the Usos. But yeah, they pulled the trigger really quickly on Jay joining forces with him. So there was nowhere else to go, really. Yeah, it was a bit... What do you think of Jimmy Uso in that, uh, in the position he's in? Is it... Which one is it? Is it Jay, is it? Yeah, Jay. Uh, Uh, Jimmy's the one that keeps getting arrested. So (laughs) what what, what do you think about Jay, like, by Roman's side in this character? Honestly, he's like the annoying sidekick. Like, whenever... Daniel Bryan especially is like face to face with Roman cutting a promo and then he'll say something and Jay will just snatch the mic and just go crazy on him. It's like, all right, calm down. I can't really um, <laughs> say that any differently, to be fair. Um, how much what? How much wrestling do you watch weekly? Obviously, you've said uh, most of it. Yeah, everything. Like There was a time when I was watching NWA for a few weeks and oh. then they stopped. They only did a few episodes. Um, I mean, I used to kind of watch a little bit of New Japan, but like a lot of people, I kind of lost interest when, um, I mean, not their fault, but a lot of the American stars that they have came back over, like Omega and the Bucks went to AEW, um, which I think would have been fine, except New Japan kind of cut ties with them and said, well, you can't do both companies. It's either us or AEW. So, Mm. you know, I mean, it's so... It, it's okay for them to build the company around Japanese stars. I mean, they are a Japanese yeah. company. It's just, there was also a, a lot of decisions I didn't like, like um, Kota Ibushi I, maybe still is the heavyweight champion at this point, but I thought he should have won it the year before and won it off Omega, but they didn't do it. Um, and that kind of annoyed me. Then they gave it to Jay White, who was a really fast riser in Japan, became a big star really quickly they took the title off him really quickly as well. And that again, that annoyed me. So they just made a few decisions I didn't really appreciate very much. So I kind of stopped watching New Japan as well. What about NXT UK? Yeah, I did start watching it. But Mm -hmm. again, it's on on a Thursday. And, you know, by the time I've done the show and everything, I just can't be bothered with watching more wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, for me, it is like, because we record hours Thursday evenings at, usually eight o'clock so it's like we're recording while it's on so there's been a yeah. couple of episodes when i've like had it on my phone and i'm sort of like paying attention to it a little bit like it's it's weird. difficult mike and moses watch it more than i do wow and they're like but it's in the uk why are we why are you not watching it and like, i just can't be bothered i don't think it's bad but i don't think a lot of uk people do watch it i don't know anybody no. that watches it you, um, I think you really have to be a hardcore indie fan to appreciate it because a lot of them are from the independent circuit. I don't know a lot of them. <laughs> I really don't. Um, 
but then I'm getting to know them through NXT UK. Yeah, it helps when they showcase them on the US NXT. Like Pete Dunne made a huge name for himself straight away because they had the tournament final, I think, on NXT US. Okay. I think they did. Um, And then he made a couple of appearances on the US version before he moved over. Yeah. Uh, Walter's making a few appearances. So if they keep doing crossovers like that, they may get more eyes on the product. Uh, Kaylee Ray is another one. She's been in a War Games match. And it's like... Luckily, I knew Kaylee Ray before that only because she was in Impact's British Bootcamp. Okay. And when I used to go to Impact every year when they did the UK tour, met all the British Bootcamp stars, met Kaylee Ray. Um, When I still had the TNA world title replica before I sold it, I literally only sold it so I could buy the big gold world heavyweight Mm. title. Um, But she wanted to hold it, so she helped pick it up and was like, Jesus, it's heavier than the real ones. (laughs) No way. Um, But yeah, it's a shame. Like When we get crowds on that again, I really want to go to an NXT, uh, whether it be NXT UK taping or a big NXT UK takeover, I do want to go actually like yeah. being the crowd i just miss being in crowds mate it's been so long yeah yeah um so you say you've been to a few uh tna shows which, which which one's your favorite you've been to or favorite wrestling show in general that you've been to uh to be honest i've only really been to the impact ones but i went to six of them i think in a row okay um <clears throat> and i always managed to get pretty close the first one i went to was a house show and we were like in the middle somewhere on the floor so that wasn't too bad. It was only a house show, but then every year after that was a TV taping mm-hmm. and we tried to get as close as we could. So I think one year we were second row, then we were third row and then third again. Um, wow. So yeah, um, honestly, I don't know what my favorite one is. Like there was one where I met Hulk Hogan, which at the time felt huge, but now it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Met yeah. Hulk Hogan. Um, I yeah, there, there were some really good ones. I think maybe 2012 might have been my favourite one. Okay. But that's also one of my favourite years of TNA in general. Were you watching WWE <clears throat> at that point? Or is that were you just I getting back just, into it then? Yeah, I was just getting back into it. Um, CM Punk was yeah. on the rise when I first got back into the WWE. Uh, so I've got two questions left here. First one, what's your favourite match of all time? Damn, again, it's a hard one. Name a few if you have to. <clears throat> There's definitely Rock and Austin, which I've watched countless times. Mm-hmm. I will always agree Shawn Michaels and Undertaker were just five-star classics. Um, definitely love Kenny Omega and Okada's hour-long war. But the seven-star think, match. Which I think Dave Meltzer gave seven stars, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many. One, of, I will always say, one of the most underrated pay-per-views was Fully Loaded 99. Okay. Because the main event was Undertaker and Stone Cold in a first blood match. And if Undertaker won, Stone Cold would never challenge for the world title again. And if Stone Cold won, Vince would leave WWE. Which, wow. Which he did, but obviously he came back. Yeah. Um, but all night on Sunday Night Heat, which they used to do before the pay-per-views, like an hour before, um, Undertaker had busted Stone Cold open. <laughs> so it was like three hours before our first blood match and Austin's bleeding. And then all night long, Austin's patched up and he's looking for The Undertaker and he finally catches up with him halfway through the night and makes him bleed. 
Um, but it was just great how they kept you hooked on that storyline all yeah. night long. It's not often you get a story leading through a whole show anymore, is it? <laughs> no, very rarely. I think the last... Actually, I pointed out the last time um, it happened was a long, long time ago. And then they finally did the same thing with Lashley and The Miz a couple of weeks ago. Yes. But it yes. kept it going all night. I've, I, um, I was backing that up. I said, I really liked that. You kick yeah. off the show with it, and then every hour you've got him coming out and like Miz is being Miz, and you know it made sense and it made me, it it made the show feel better because it's a three-hour show and you're filling four segments with the same people, but it makes sense, so you're not filling yeah. it with rubbish or putting matches on too long, and it kept you interested. It kept you seeing, are we going to get this match? Are we, you know? Um, yeah. Final question. It's not. Is it a question? At, at the end of every interview that we do. Uh, we get someone to give us a bold prediction. Okay. I want your bold prediction for, it could be the rest of the year, it could be the next month, SummerSlam, it could be anything. Ooh, okay. And I don't want to hear CM Punk returns because we've already had that. <laughs> we actually said that on Max earlier when MJF got thrown into a Pepsi vending machine. CM Punk's oh. coming back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um, oh, someone said something. I really can't think of it. Someone said something and I was like, oh, that's it. Punk's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, it's hard to predict with WWE because so they many don't things even know what change they're gonna at do. the last... Yeah, <laughs> so, much, so much changes at the last minute. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. even AEW is getting even less predictable, so... I was going to say, even if you wanted, predict who you think, because obviously we're recording this before Mania, predict who you think is going to hold, who's going to win the men's and women's Money in the Bank matches. Oh, okay. Well, I am pretty certain Rhea Ripley is going to beat Asuka. Okay. Just to, just to make up for the yeah. shittery last year. Do you think Charlotte gets added to that <clears throat> match? I really hope not. I really hope not to. Really, really <laughs> hope not. But now you mentioned Charlotte, I wouldn't be surprised if she does come back and win Money in the Bank. Uh, oh, I can see that happening. Because she hasn't done that oh. yet, has she? No. <laughs> uh, as far as the men's, maybe somebody from NXT, because there's always call-ups after WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, what about Damien Priest? Adam Cole. Adam Cole? Yeah. Ooh, that's good. I don't know. I don't know about Damian Priest because they've kind of lost interest in him. Even the last couple of weeks, it's just been all about Bad Bunny. They're giving Bad Bunny a match yeah. over him. Bold prediction: Bad Bunny's WWE champion. <laughs> don't, because no, 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 hell no. He's gonna win the big gold. They give it to anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, would you be against Edge winning Money in the Bank? No. Say, say he can't get it done at Mania. Roman's like, you know, you've had your chance. Forget that. And then Edge yeah. goes another way to try and do it. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. And of course, Edge is the original winner. So yeah. kind of full circle. As far as a bold prediction, I still haven't come up with one. I'm thinking the only thing I can think of is Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey, like a big comeback okay. for the women's division. Um, when, you, when do you think that? Like You say I money in the bank. Because I, I keep saying it and I'm always wrong. Like like Elimination Chamber when they still advertised Asuka as defending the title. And the it pre-show, never I was so annoyed about that. Like, Okay, well, the main event's not going to be an hour long, so what the women's title must be on last. What are they going to do? Nothing. Yeah. The show's 20 minutes short. Because <laughs> it was, 
you know, we had it at the Rumble. It was like, oh, Becky Lynch is going to return at the Rumble. She's going to win it. Then it was like, and oh, she's, she's going to come back. I know. Then it's like, she's <laughs> going to come back at, at the Elimination Chamber. She's going to come back at Mania. The other thing we had that with, The Fiend's going to come back at the Rumble. The Fiend's going to come back yes. at the Elimination Chamber. The Fiend's going to come they, they kept that going way too long because they had no idea how to <laughs> stretch it to WrestleMania. I know. I know they've got three weeks between Fastlane and Mania, and it's like, oh. Awful. Uh, yeah, but um, thank you for jumping on. Um, I'll put yes. all your links. You get them sent over. I'll stick them all in the description and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I need to think of a of an accolade to get to, a milestone when I get to it. What do you reckon? Well, you give me one. Now. I, I, no. Well, promo league is next year, so yeah, you'll pass hundred episodes by then. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to do one every every week. Yeah. So. Obviously, we won't ever be catching you up because that's not 80 weeks away. Actually, yeah, I don't think it would be episode 100. No, because 100 would be like just under two years, isn't it? Yeah. So I wouldn't be there then. Uh, First anniversary? Potentially, yeah. Which would be, when would that be? It would be just after Christmas (laughs) before New Year. (laughs) So perfect. Yes. Great. There we go then. Uh, But yeah, thank you for being on. Thank you, everyone, for watching this. Make sure you check out Daz and Max Wrestling because, you know, they've been going for six years. So they can't be that bad, can they? <laughs> <laughs> they can't be that bad. Uh, but and we're mostly thing. international. Sorry? We're mostly international. Most Explain. of our associates are American. But if you look at our Facebook views, they're in the thousands and so many of them are in India. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. that, isn't it? Wrestling is huge in India. Do you think you'll get the great Cali on at any point? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Anything's possible. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you all next time.